Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show, Fist Street Soccer, presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you as we get ready to do something that we haven't been talking about for a long time, which is discuss live sports. That's right, the Bundesliga getting ready to kick off this weekend in Germany. I believe they have eight or nine games. I believe eight matches left in their season. Uh, there are some wonderful matchups uh, in this weekend as they return to work. Uh, not least of which is the Borussia Dortmund Schalke match, which is probably the highlight of the Bundesliga weekend. But look, we're going to talk about all the Bundesliga matches with Kartik Krishnaya, as well as have a little discussion about the state of the U.S. women's national team lawsuit against U.S. soccer in the wake of their loss in court. The court basically granting U.S. soccer their desire to have their case thrown out, at least the sub substantive portion of their case thrown out. So Kartik and I are going to talk about that, as well as, of course, the Bundesliga. Uh, we're coming to you on Sirius XM to 11, Dan Patrick Sports, as well as we are coming to you on the affiliate stations of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. A big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network as well. And if you're on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app, we welcome you to the show. We're with you every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. And as many of the uh, world's leagues slowly start to turn the wheels of resumption, uh, we will cover all of those games and more of course bundesliga this weekend with which i am very excited about you can see it on fox find me on twitter i'm at nick Gieber, and i c k g e b e r you can find me on facebook facebook.com forward slash fifth street sports talk and if you miss any part of this show you can listen to it immediately upon its conclusion by downloading our podcast and signing up for it by the way the believe podcast network b l e a v the believe podcast network where you will find all of our show archives and get notified every time we post uh, new content. All right, uh, this is Fist Street Soccer, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back with Kartik right after this. You stay with us. Hey, yo. Uh, while you're waiting out this pandemic at home, while you're listening to us here on Fifth Street Soccer, you can still have some fun, though, betting at betonline.ag. Look, there's no NBA, there's no NHL, there's no MLB. As of right now, uh, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but don't worry, with BetOnline, they still have hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. And never fear, the Bundesliga returning this weekend. You can bet the full slate of Bundesliga matches at betonline.ag. Not only that, but eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, The Elections, $750,000 poker series at betonline.ag. There's still fun to be had. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. All right, welcome back to the show, Fist Street Soccer. 
I'm your host, Nick Gieber. We are presented by betonline.ag, as I said earlier. And I'd like to welcome in Kartik Krishnaya. Uh, Kartik, great to have you with me. Uh, some massive news since we last spoke, Kartik, regarding the U.S. women's national team losing the main pillar of their lawsuit against U.S. soccer, that of equal pay, the uh, appeals judge, uh, the judge in the case uh, granting U.S. soccer's summary judgment against the women, uh, basically agreeing with U.S. soccer that, in fact, the U.S. women have been paid more than the men, uh, and therefore the women's, during the time period that the women were alleging, and therefore uh, the case uh, was essentially thrown out. What are your thoughts on this, Kartik? Yeah, I uh, was disappointed by the ruling because I think that the the, the subsidy to NWSL and the subsidized salaries to NWSL is how the judge viewed the equal pay dispute or saying that, hey, the, the, the women's national team players have been effectively paid more by U.S. soccer because U.S. soccer has directly put money into NWSL to subsidize women's national team salaries. Uh, this goes back to the collective bargaining agreement that women signed. So I guess legally, on a technicality, yeah, maybe the, 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 the case was ruled correctly. I think it violates the spirit of, uh, of the fight, the spirit of what's been going on. And I have to once again bring up Soccer United Marketing because uh, the NWSL, a lot of the defenders of U.S. soccer, and even in the wake of the judgment, the um, the MLS fanboy, for lack of a better term, you know, I, I can't find a better term than that to use. That's what they are. Um, we're pointing to, well, U.S. soccer subsidizes NWSL, so they make more money. They don't do this favor for the men's game. Really? We've been through it on this show time and again, Nick, how the money that is being generated by uh, the women and the men's national team, for that matter, in media rights, in marketing rights, uh, is going directly into the coffers of Major League Soccer via Soccer United Marketing, via a no-bid contract. There's no-bid agreement they have with, uh, with, with, with U.S. Soccer. So, uh, again, I, I guess if you don't factor in Soccer United Marketing, okay, maybe in theory the women have been paid more. But you cannot escape that issue. And the, the, it is so frustrating, Nick, because that issue seems to be taken off the table. And I guess U.S. Soccer had clever lawyers, although – Again, their lawyers did a very bad job from a public relations standpoint. That's why nobody was happy with this ruling outside of that small cadre of MLS fanboys again. Um, they've done a, a terrible job in the PR uh, on the PR side. Maybe legally they had a tight argument. But then I would urge the court and urge the women to talk once again about Soccer United marketing. Because once you factor in all the money that's going into the men's game directly from the work of the men's and women's national team, going into a men's professional league, excuse me, not into the men's game per se, but into, the, into a men's professional league, there is no question the U.S. women are getting screwed. And quite honestly, so are the U.S. men. Yeah, it's an interesting issue. I mean, look, the, uh, the, the other point that the judge made was that uh, the women wanted this contract as part of their collective, collective bargaining agreement, that it, there were portions parts of this women's contract that were not contained in the men's contract, in other words, health benefits, maternity yeah. benefits, uh, a whole bunch of other things that were specifically asked for by the women. Uh, and I think the judge basically saying, look, you need to go back to the negotiating table, and if that's the contract you want, the same as the men, then that's what you should negotiate for. And, and I do sort of see his point, but on the other hand, I sort of don't see his point because... I think if you look at this sum issue, which of course they did not look at, Kartik, 
um, you're only if if you carve out the sum issue from this um, uh, f from this lawsuit, you're only seeing half the picture, Kartik. And of course, you and I have discussed on this show many times the fact that we believe very strongly that the U.S. women's national team is in fact the primary revenue driver for U.S. soccer, yes. far and away beyond uh, that of the U.S. men's national team, whose success on the pitch has been so limited as of late. Yeah, uh, this is precisely the point. And, and I think uh, the, the court, the judge actually found that the U.S. women had generated more revenue than the men, as, as we had argued uh, on this show for, for, for quite some time. That revenue is then being lobbed off and again, the, the revenue, lesser le revenue, but still revenue generated by the U.S. men being lobbed off and being put in a men's professional first division. And that money doesn't trickle down into grassroots football. It doesn't trickle down into the second and third division. It sits for, me, for the consumption of major league soccer and major league soccer's owners. I do not understand, and I, I get from a legal perspective in a courtroom, you can de-link the arguments. But I do not understand from a public relations standpoint, from a uh, public debate standpoint, how Soccer United marketing argument and the discussions about Soccer United marketing's role in U.S. soccer are not directly part of this discussion of equal pay and, and the women's national team. It is the same issue. It is part and parcel of the same issue. This uh, nonsensical approach from, again, I, I, I don't know what other term to use, MLS fanboys, to de-emphasize this and to pretend like the soccer mar United marketing issue is either non-existent or not linked is very disingenuous and is creating, I think, a false narrative out there. Yeah, I think it is too, Kartik. Of course, we'll see what happens next. The women are going to be appealing this, uh, this uh, summary judgment, um, whether or not they win. My, my gut feeling, Kartik, is that they probably won't win. And, and I'll have Bob Caldwell on the show. Uh, you and I can bring him on and talk to him again from Fox Rothschild. Uh, we can talk about... Uh, this uh, lawsuit uh, with Bob. But, you know, it seems to me that the judge's ruling was, was fairly well thought out and was founded on fact. I think it's just an issue of perception. Of course, uh, while the U.S. Uh, while U.S. soccer may have, quote, won the lawsuit, uh, there's still a trial to be had in terms of uh, equal facilities on travel and other such issues. Although my understanding is those have already been negotiated anyway. Uh, while U.S. soccer might have won the lawsuit, they've certainly lost the PR battle, Kartik. Yeah, I, I think people were angry. They were shocked. Uh, they were dismayed by this ruling. Uh, I, and I think a lot of it is not just about the women, but it's about U.S. soccer as an institution, U.S. soccer as a governing body, U.S. soccer as uh, someone who has lost uh, an entity that has completely lost the public trust and who instead of pivoting into... A, uh, a a more moderate position, if you will, has continued to uh, dig in, be obstinate, uh, fight these lawsuits, take a government loan from the CARES Act. I, I mean, that, that to me, we're, they had $150 million surplus. They then take um, bailout money from the federal government. And, and the narrative is all these lawsuits have essentially bankrupted them. They were sitting on $150 million I don't a year and a half that. ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I believe they still are. And, of course, it was all in an investment fund. And, uh, you know, we know how 
uh, reticent U.S. soccer have been to tap any portion yeah, of that Yeah, they stuck fund. it in a subsidiary fund. Uh, so it's either sitting in Soccer United Marketing or there's some CA 2020, uh, whatever year it was, 2016 fund, Copa America 2016 fund, where they've left all the money to make it appear like they're broke. That's in case I think they lose these lawsuits and they have to pay damages. They'll claim they're broke, and now they've taken a government loan. Yeah, well, U.S. soccer is a rotten organization. I'd like to see it. Uh, I'd like to see it condemned along with the rest of Soccer House, torn down, and a new institution take its place, something truly transparent, something that's accountable to more than just the muddied interest of Major League Soccer. All right, Karthik Krishnaya, thanks so much. Always an interesting discussion. Uh, we're talk we have, of course, been talking about the U.S. women's national team's lawsuit. Uh, we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. Find me on Twitter, by the way, at Nick Gieber. And I'm joined on the guest line by Kartik Krishnaya. And it's time to do something that we've been waiting eagerly to do for weeks and weeks now, which is to get down and dirty with the discussion of live football. That's right. It's not La Liga. It's not Serie A. It's not the Premiership. Bundesliga returning this weekend in Germany. A full slate of games as they get ready to play out. I think the last eight games left in the season. Yeah. Uh, joining me to discuss this, my good friend Kartik Krishnaya. But Kartik, before we get down to these games, and there are some beautifully juicy games uh, to kick off this uh, to kick off this season reboot with. Uh, tell us a little bit about the process by which the Bundesliga re is returning to work. Yeah, so uh, first off, it has to be noted, and, and, and I'm not trying to make a political statement here, but may, maybe it'll be interpreted as such. There has been a much uh, better job of, uh, of, of kind of handling the pandemic in terms of uh, uh, process in Germany than there has been in the U United Kingdom, the U.S., Italy, uh, France, or, or Spain. So there's, it's not an accident the Bundesliga is coming back first. Uh, there is going to be an intense testing regime uh, for uh, the Bundesliga uh, before and after matches. Now, unfortunately, I think there's already some concern that by reopening, Germany had limited, Germany had a lower fatality rate per million uh, people, a lower infection rate per million people than the other countries I, I listed off just now, the, the other five big Europe, Western European countries plus the United States, um, and also plus Canada, if you want to add Canada to that. Unfortunately, since reopening gradually, there has been a higher infection rate. So there's some concern about restarting. There are also some players and staff who, since they were put in this bubble to restart the league, uh, have tested positive. So not many. I think it's it's about a half dozen, but it's still a few. So that's a concern, um, as is the fact that, uh, and I know we're going to talk about the matches in a little bit, you've got the Dortmund-Schalke match, the Derby, one of the great derbies in world football, one of the most, uh, two of the clubs with the greatest um, atmospheres at their home grounds in European football. 
that match is going to be played in front of closed doors, as are the rest of the matches this season. So um, I think, one, there's a concern that maybe uh, we're not ready to start. And then, two, there were people who were saying, yeah, we are ready to start back up, but what is the Bundesliga without atmosphere? It's not... Um, look, I, I'm not trying to take a shot at Serie A, but Serie A, the atmospheres are pretty sterile, except in a few places, right? There are tracks in the stadium. Yeah. Um, England now has that problem with West Ham, but in general, England has good atmospheres. Um, Germany, the, the thing that attracts people to the Bundesliga, and, and our friend Keith Kostigan, who calls a lot of Bundesliga matches, always points this out, Nick, is the atmospheres at the matches compared to other leagues in Europe. You're not going to have that, but you are going to have football. Well, interestingly enough, Kartik, um, a couple of points. N- number one is uh, what happens when a player is found to be positive for COVID? He's then essentially going to be out for what's going to be basically the remainder of the season, uh, see, one would imagine. Correct. And then I know they've increased the substitution rules now to five per match. But some of these uh, less well-heeled teams are a bit thin in the roster department, and yeah, they're going to hold the same number, but in terms of the quality of players, you'd have to think that the five substitution rule, the COVID disqualification for players that test positive, is going to further the gap between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, and then I think about a club like Leipzig that was stretched before the COVID break because they were more focused on the Champions League. In fact, they have not been playing particularly well in the league of late. They're still only five points back. They were focused on the Champions League. They had some injuries. They decided they would rotate their squad during league matches, right? Now they've got five substitutions. They've got everyone fit because of this break, uh, and, assuming no one tests positive for COVID, and they don't have to worry about the Champions League. They were cruising in the Champions League. They may have won the Champions League the way they were playing, the way they just destroyed Spurs over those two legs. Very impressive. But now that's on hold until who knows? Who knows if the Champions League even resumes? It will not. So, like I, I, Leipzig, yeah. yeah, I don't believe yeah. it will resume. I don't believe it will resume. So um, a club like Leipzig, who would put all their eggs in the Champions League basket now, uh, don't have to worry about that. They got their players fit and get SWAT. They get five substitutions. Yes, you're right. Advantage big clubs. Yeah, advantage big clubs, most definitely, Kartik. Let's uh, let's talk briefly about the state of the Bundesliga broadcast deal here in the United States because Fox have had the Bundesliga for, what, about three years already? And I know they've just yeah, lost it to ESPN, who are looking to make it a staple of their ESPN plus package if i'm not mistaken uh but you'd have to think uh this is a a little late boon for fox because they're going to be airing some of the only live sports uh uh, big name sports that are available in the united states yeah and i already uh took a look at snuck a peek at my program guide uh for this weekend on direct tv uh fox has no less than six games they're showing live on their various networks that's that's most of the fixtures right six out of nine so uh they 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 this is definitely a boon. It's live sports for them. Um, it makes you wonder how ESPN now ESPN has apparently big plans for the Bundesliga. There's been talk that they might even have, you know, these sorts of uh, bumper programs that they that uh, ESPN's good at producing for American sports, but never really seems to have done for soccer uh, associated with the Bundesliga. I wonder how much this will actually benefit ESPN as a build-in because Fox will be collecting these these viewers and they will essentially be handing them off to ESPN over the summer or we're saying over the summer who knows when next season's going to start i mean um, i don't think the bundesliga would start the season not uh, 
totally differently from the other European leagues. So if the other European leagues don't start till November, maybe Bundesliga runs now the next eight weeks and then is shut down for a couple months. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is great for Fox, and I, I I know they're obviously very excited to have all these broadcasts back. Uh, even more interestingly, Nick, it is a big deal for BT Sport in the UK, yeah. who now have already said they're going to broadcast every fixture live. Uh, BT, uh, of course, has Champions League. They have one of the Premier League packages, and they have Bundesliga. They are essentially a soccer channel that has been under now for two months. So um, if you're in the UK, uh, this is this is a huge deal for BT, and they're going all in on it. The ramifications of this are enormous, and of course, for the Bundesliga, which I, I think you can safely say is an emerging league in terms of international exposure. Now, of course, if you're a fan of the game, you know everybody knows the Bundesliga. It's not an emerging league to us, so to speak. But in terms of its media profile, this is a huge boost in the media profile, as it looks like the Premier League at best is two to three weeks away from restarting, Kartik. Major League Soccer, I, I can't see restarting anytime soon uh, because of the discussions that we've had about their revenue primarily coming from Gate. This is a real opportunity for uh, the Bundesliga, which has a very high quality of play, plus some cracking young American players, plus some cracking young players in general. I mean, let's talk about Haaland and Jaden Sancho. Both will be in action this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but of course, the young American is also, isn't he with Dortmund as well? Yeah, Gio Reyna is at Dortmund yeah. also. Dortmund yeah, has Reyna. had this fair belt of young players, especially when you consider like the Dembele's and the Pulisic's that they've moved on. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement about the young players in the Bundesliga. Leipzig has a lot of good young players too. So that's part of it. That's raising the Bundesliga's profile, right? Is the yeah. number of high-end young players they have uh, in this time when nothing else is running. We're about three weeks probably at a minimum from a Premier League restart. Serie A, forget it. They're not yeah. restart. I, I can't see them finishing the season. Liga has already shelved the season. We we didn't mention that they they've uh, uh, declared uh, champions and and uh, European spots, which now may be subject to litigation. We know Leon is going to sue. Right. Leon, a team that by the way is still. Uh, uh, in the Champions League, if that ever resumes, will not be in next year's Champions League because Liga uh, yeah. voided the season. They're not in the top four, hey, right? Hey, 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 hey Kartik, you know, just to get back to this for a minute, uh, is Gio Reyna going to play this weekend? Is he injured? Is he fit? Is he? I mean, what's what's his status? I believe I believe he's fit, and you know, he's so, played an awful lot lately. So, so you've got Fox airing yeah. the Bundesliga. You've got incredible players like uh, young Mr. Haaland, who is probably the hottest player in world football right now this year. Yeah, minute. oh yeah. Okay, uh, you've got Jaden Sancho, who of course, if you're in anything to do with England, uh, is, is, is a great up-and-comer, uh, really a, a terrific player. But then you've got Gio Reyna uh, with uh, the, the US player, and let's not forget Weston McKinney as well. Yeah, Weston McKinney will be in that match on the yeah. other side with Schalke. With Schalke, uh, right. A couple other young players. Uh, Nick, I, I, as far, as, let's talk about England for a minute. My, From talking to people in the UK, the Bundesliga as a league, its entire profile has been raised by one player. 
which is Jaden Sancho. Sancho right. There are other English players like Lookman, who used to be on Everton, is on Leipzig. Um, there are some other English players in that league, but it's amazing what one player can do to elevate a league in a country when he's a key member of that national team. And, and so that could also happen in the U.S., obviously, with, with McKinney and, uh, and Reyna and, and Pulisic previously. Tyler Adams, of course, is with Leipzig when he's fit. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be an exciting weekend. And the last point real quickly is, Nick, everybody around the world was talking about Holland before COVID-19 struck, right? He was right. the big story in world football. Then we had this interruption. Uh, it's kind of appropriate the first match back will have him as the featured player, right, in, in Dortmund and Schalke, because I think he's the guy now that's on everyone's radar as the next global superstar. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. When players come back from this break, Kartik, are they fit? Are they ready? Are they raring to go? Are they going to be tentative? I mean, there's a lot of players that have come out against this, by the way. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see how they perform. All right, enough of this. Uh, we're going to take a break when we come back. Let's get into some matches right here. Fistry Soccer, Nick Eber and Kartik Krishnai with you. All right, well, as we uh, sit around in this pandemic, what better song to bring back the show with than The Germs, uh, Richie Dagger's Crime, <laughs> uh, Nick Giever, along with Kartik Krishnaya. And I've been waiting for this, Kartik, for weeks, uh, weeks and weeks, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, we've covered some great topics on this show. We've been controversial. We've really got into the issues. But one of the things we haven't gotten into, Kartik, are some matches, because there haven't been any, but not much longer folks saturday the 16th of may we'll see the bundesliga kickoff with and, and just i have to say kartik you couldn't get a bigger match to kick the bundesliga off with than borussia dortmund versus schalke uh, not only is this a uh, massive uh, it's it's a derby match as well right uh, yep. this is also uh, a huge match with all sorts of implications in the Bundesliga table where Borussia Dortmund are chasing Bayern Munich for the title and uh, Schalke are fighting hard to stay relevant in the Champions League race. They've got Wolfsburg and Freiburg uh, and to a degree Hoffenheim right behind them uh, and they've had a really tough run uh, in the last five matches without a win We'll see what this break has done for them. Uh, Kartik, this is as finely poised as they get to kick it off with. Yeah, the former U.S. international, David Wagner, who, of course, managed Huddersfield through the divisions up to the Premier League, is Schalke's manager. Uh, so some interest for U.S. fans there and obviously Weston McKinney. They, um, uh, by the way, this is a derby. I should mention I have traveled between the two cities. I have visited uh, both uh, Schalke and visited their stadium and, and, and did a tour uh, in Gelsenkirchen. And then an hour later was sitting in Dortmund uh, eating lunch and uh, visiting the uh, German Football Museum, which is uh, uh, similar to what the uh, uh, English have now opened in Manchester. Uh, the English Museum wasn't open at the time when I made this trip. But uh, they are very close to each other it is an intense rivalry um Jurgen Klopp had just gotten the Liverpool job 
uh, actually when I, I went there and, and uh, there was a lot of pride in Dortmund about Klopp. Uh, they, they, they love him there, uh, and they had all become Liverpool fans, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. So, so some of those supporters are looking for two titles this year. Yeah, I, this is a huge d- derby. The two clubs dislike each other. Um, it's a little bit different without the supporters. I, I think Dortmund has played really well of late. Even the match they lost to Leverkusen a couple weeks before the break uh, was a match where they had the lead twice and ended up losing 4-3. Uh, defensively, they have issues. We know that. But going forward, when you have a fit Royce, you've got Holland, you've got Sancho, and you've got Julian Brandt and Aiden, not Aiden Hazard, his brother, Thorgan Hazard. Yep. You have really kind of this potent, not all those guys play at once because a lot of them are in repetitive positions, but you have guys you can bring off the bench. You have this incredible attack. And then uh, obviously Axel Witzel, uh, and and Emre Shawn in the middle. I, I had uh, said that the Shawn signing I thought might win Dortmund the title. Um, Shawn uh, didn't perform at the level hoped of him in Champions League against uh, uh, PSG in that second leg. But uh, I think in the Bundesliga that is for me the signing of the season in terms of possibly tipping the balance. You know all about Emre Sean from his time at Liverpool. Course, yeah. uh, I think uh, he gives them a little bit of stability in central midfield that they didn't have defensive stability. Uh, I like uh, I like Dortmund to win this match, and, and I like Dortmund to really push uh, Bayern for the league title in these final seven or eight matches. Well, let's take a look at how it sits in terms of the odds makers. Dortmund are the, fa- the home favorites, obviously. Uh, they are uh, minus 166. Uh, and Schalke are the long shots at plus 475. Uh, the predicted score is 3-0. Cons- pardon me, 2-0. The consensus... Uh, 3-0, excuse me. The consensus yeah. is three goals. Uh, those are your betonline.ag odds. Uh, I think Borussia Dortmund will probably win this game. Uh, I'm with you on that one, Kartik. But it should be a good game. I think Schalke, I mean, because they are in this sort of awkward position in the Champions League qualification spots where they are have been on such a bad run of form prior to this shutdown. Uh, I, I think they're going to give a better accounting of themselves. Yeah. I think they're going to win. I think I think Dortmund will win, but I'm going to say 2-1 on this one. Uh, looking forward enormously uh, to this match, Kartik. Uh, this is definitely the match of the weekend, and to kick it off in such style is uh, absolutely uh, terrific stuff. All right, let's move on. Uh, Let me the, just jump yes. in here and say, say one quick thing, Nick. This is a, 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 a big question mark. Teams that were in bad form, like Schalke was in horrible form before the break, maybe it's just a reset button now. You might have a point here. Maybe that doesn't carry over at all. I mean, it's been two months, right? I mean, right. It, it, it can't look at the form guide. Well, that's exactly right, Kartik. I mean, the form guide goes completely out the window. Uh, speaking of form guide, let's let's talk about the next one because uh, I want to talk about uh, Leipzig, uh, Red Bull Leipzig, uh, who are going to be, uh, I believe they are at home on this one, uh, Kartik, and they are facing Freiburg. Freiburg are also one of these teams that are hoping to compete for a champion, pardon me, a Europa League spot. And, and by the way, um, when I mentioned Schalke, they are in that... Uh, uh, Europa League spot, not the Champions League spot. So you'll excuse me for my uh, for my nonsense. I was blabbling there for a minute. Uh, but Fre- Freiburg are there, of course. Leipzig are uh, 50 points. They're also in with a shout for the potential potentially for the title. Their form had kind of dropped off a little bit prior to the break, Kartik. But you're right. They were very much the Champions League darlings, and now they're going to focus all of that energy. I fully expect them to make quick work of Freiburg. Uh, I don't think this match is going to be 
all that uh, all that much up in the air. Freiburg, huge long shots, Kartik, plus 1,014. Yeah, look, I, I really think that the break, if there's one team that's really going to help, uh, as I said, uh, I think it is going to be Leipzig because of the five subs, because they had a bunch of injuries. So because of those injuries, they were rotating, right? Nagelsmann was focused on uh, beating Spurs. Now, as it turns out, the way Spurs performed, maybe they could have prodded the second team out and won. But still, yeah, he was focused on winning those two legs. So what you saw in the Bundesliga and, and these recent draws that they've had and, and tough performances has been very much a rotated squad. Now he's going to have his full squad. I think they uh, Freiburg has played well uh, this season. I think Leipzig might crush them. This could be a 4-0, four, 4-1 four four type match. All right. Well, let's uh, move along the next one, shall we? Hoffenheim are going to host Hertha Berlin. Uh, Hoffenheim are the favorites at home. Uh, this is... Uh, you know, one of these matches, I guess, that one would say is uh, both of these teams, uh, Hertha, are, um, you know, not in danger of relegation. Hoffenheim, these are mid, two mid-table teams going at it. This, this match, for me, doesn't hold an enormous amount of, uh, of excitement, although both of these teams have had an awful run of form in the last five games, and they will both be hoping that what we just yeah, said about run of form means nothing because they've both been bloody Yeah, awful. let me just mention... Really quickly, obviously, for our American audience, uh, Hertha's bad run of form was under Jurgen Klinsmann. He either got fired or walked away um, complaining again about... Now, they spent a ton of money in the January window to try and push for your uh, European spot. Instead, they find themselves uh, pretty pretty disconnected from that. And, and potentially, if things continue to go badly in a relegation fight, although they're probably not in one, um, I, I want to see what happens. There's so, been so much speculation, obviously, on this side of the Atlantic that Klinsman tanked them. Uh, and then he had the same sort of complaints he had about U.S. soccer. The differences they had seemed to have backed him. Mikhail, Michael Preetz, the uh, Mikhail Preetz, the uh, uh, director of football there. But then at the same time, you know, Klinsman was complaining about uh, some of the same things that uh, 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 he complained about here. And people were saying, yeah, he's right. You know, there's a bad club culture there. So um, I'm curious about how Hertha picks up because it just has an, ang an American angle because of uh, yeah. uh, Klinsman's. Because of and Klinsman now being sacked. Right. Well, let's move along to the next one, shall we? Uh, we've got uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf against Paderborn. Uh, this uh, an interesting match because Fortuna D uh, Dusseldorf and Paderborn are both in the relegation zone. Or pardon me, uh, uh, Dusseldorf just outside of the relegation zone. Uh, this is an interesting match because as we find, as we've seen over the course of this uh, season, in particularly in England, once we get close to the end of the season, these relegation uh, teams in the in the drop zone fight like crazy. This should be a good match, Kartik. Yeah, and actually, if Fortuna loses, if Paderborn gets the three points, they're they're then within touching distance of them. Uh, right. Paderborn, they're undermanned. They they haven't really improved their squad from Bundesliga two. I think the expectation is they would go right back down. In spite of them having, uh, I think. 15 points or something at the bottom of the table, they have actually played better than I expected. Uh, they've been in a lot of matches. They just don't have that finishing quality. So uh, this is a chance they've been able to reset. This is a real opportunity for them maybe to get three points and, 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 and make a run at trying to get out of that bottom, uh, bottom two. But I, I don't think, uh, I, I don't think they're going to quite get there uh, in this matchup. I think I would expect Fortuna to actually win it and then kind of put that, put that gap right. between them and, 
screaming uh, even even higher than right. it is. Well, your betonline.ag odds, Fortuna Dusseldorf plus 112, Paderborn plus 216, the draw plus 267. Kartik, that's where I'm going on this one. I'm going to take the draw at plus 267. All right, let's move along. Uh, next one is uh, Hoffenheim versus Hertha Berlin. And this is interesting because, Kartik, uh, we are seeing... Um, did we talk about this one already? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you were What am I doing? The, uh, I'm, I'm going mad. It's because I'm looking at yeah. the rundown from two different ones. Eintracht Frankfurt versus Borussia Mönchengladbach would be the next one. Uh, let's talk about this one. Eintracht Frankfurt at home. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach on the road. Frankfurt plus 200. Borussia plus 130. And I'm, I'm not going crazy now, Kartik. Uh, but uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach in the Champions League spot. Also in with the shout. They're only six points off Bayern Munich for the title. Uh, so that is good, and they've been they've been hot, by the way. I mean, prior to the break, they were in 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 decent form. Uh, you you can't complain about the way they were playing. Again, we'll have to see uh, what that means. But for Eintracht Frankfurt, on the other hand, uh, they are been mired in the mid table. They've only had one win yeah. in their last five. Yeah, Frankfurt has been really poor, and I, I saw them against uh, Dortmund. I think lose five or six nil. Uh, last time I saw them play, it was and Holland had a had a big game, and Sancho Sancho was brilliant in that match. Uh, Muchen Gladbach had been really good. They've been hanging around this season. A lot of people haven't noticed them. They haven't been as spectacular as Leverkusen of late, who score a lot of goals and are sitting in fifth. Uh, I think Gladbach win this. I don't think Gladbach have enough quality to win the title, but they're still in they're still in that conversation, right? They're still yeah. only points out and they played well enough to where they might just hang around and if they did hang around it's Leicester City um all over again that that it's, it's that kind of story if they somehow win this thing all right Kartik we got time for one more match and then uh, tomorrow we'll pick up the remaining two uh, that are left let's talk quickly about Union Berlin hosting Bayern Munich uh, Berlin long shots at plus 1038 at home Bayern Munich obviously top of the table right now uh how do you see this one, Union Berlin, mid-table? I think this is really tough for Union Berlin because the thing that they have is atmosphere. And the reason they have, they've come up from Bundesliga 2 and they're sitting mid-table is because their home form, it's really tough to play against them in their stadium. We saw Dortmund go there earlier in the season and get beat shockingly. Uh, but without a home crowd, and this is, again, this is going to favor the big teams because the, the, the thing the little teams like uh, Union Berlin have going for them is their incredible home atmosphere. Bayern win it. If this were a normal game, non-COVID, I think it would be a draw, honestly. So uh, there's another advantage for the of the home teams. No yeah. no hostile away crowds. All right. Uh, Kartik Krishnaya, always a pleasure. You can find Kartik on Twitter at K... K, what is it, Kartik? It's uh, KKFLA seven three seven. KKFLA seven three seven. It's been it's been good to get back in the saddle with you, Kartik. Uh, we'll be yeah. talking uh, more Bundesliga every week as the matches come hot and heavy towards the end of the season. All right, I'll be right back to wrap it up here on Fistry Soccer, presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, 
Welcome back, this week's soccer. Nick Eber with you. We are presented by BetOnline.ag. It's great to be with you. We're with you every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. And look, if you missed any part of the show, never fear, my friends. You can find it. Our podcast is made available immediately upon the conclusion of the show, and you can find us at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, the Believe Podcast Network. A funny song, that, Sham 69, of course, Hurry Up Harry. Uh, only funny because, well, <laughs> no one's going to be going down the pub till at least 2021, according to the uh, UK government. That is the latest that I have heard the pubs are slated to remain closed for that long. Look, I hope you enjoyed the discussion, and uh, that's what this show is about. It's about opinions and discussions, and uh, look, everybody has a passion and an opinion that they believe about, something that they believe in passionately, and this is the show for that, because football, and well, quite frankly, any sport, they're all about emotion and passion. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. That's at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Uh, very important that you uh, communicate with me so that you give me lots of topics to talk about because, of course, while we are uh, slightly slower in terms of the live sports these days, and that's an understatement, uh, it's the stories around the sport, the continuing drama, the soap opera that make it oh so fun to talk about. All right, uh, Believe Podcast Network, that's where you will find me, uh, B-L-E-A-V. Right after the show, you can download this show, you can download all our past shows, and you can sign up so you'll be notified every time we post a new show. But we do hope you'll join us live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM211, Dan Patrick Sports. I want to thank everyone involved with this show for putting it out there. Look, we all have to show up and work under trying circumstances, or stay at home and work under trying circumstances. But I want you to stay safe at home. Don't be stupid. Stay away from this boogeyman, all right? And we'll get through this together. Till tomorrow, cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.